This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show, Mike. Agarbo with Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams. We've got an awesome program for you today. We've got, uh, of course, uh, our regular tips and tricks and hot apps. Our hot app countdown this week is our hot five Halloween apps. We're also going to tell you how to clean up your online profile, your online brand. Got some useful uh, tips and tricks uh, for that. And, uh, of course, uh, our regular... uh, Facebook and uh, iPhone tips uh, as well. Let's get started with some app news, uh, guys. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, Uber, uh, the drivers are getting a little more ornery, uh, if I can use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're hearing more about strikes. Uh, obviously, a lot of Uber drivers are millennials. Uh, and, you know, when you start doing the math, uh, they don't really make as much money as uh, Uber says they can make. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be frustrating, I think, for a number of different people. I think for Uber drivers, uh, looking at their own income, they're putting a lot of work in and they're not making as much money as they'd like to. I think mm-hmm. there are probably a lot of cabbies out there who are looking at this system and going, uh, we told you so. Um, yeah. And I think there are a lot of consumers out there who are probably very frustrated because of the convenience offered by Uber um, and then not being able to have that during the strike. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't have to worry about that because we just don't even have Uber in Vancouver. See, what a wonderful thing. Not having Uber in Vancouver means we don't have to suffer Uber. I can't even spin that positively with a straight face. No. I, <laughs> I mean, th- this, is, this is interesting because we are kind of on the cusp here a little bit. Um, you know, we, we are at a point where obviously the taxi lobbies in Vancouver don't want Uber here. Um, consumers do. Uh, people who want to drive for Uber do. Uh, but at the end of the day, with autonomous driving vehicles, this really could be a profession that, you know, strike all you want. You might not be around for very much longer. Um, are we going to see the city of Vancouver protect taxi cabs by prohibiting self-driving cars? You know, this, this is kind of a good question. You, you look at you look at Uber and, and the folks who are, are striking and think this is a job that might not be here uh, too not too far from now. It's interesting times. Yeah, definitely. I just I just want to be able to catch a ride in the rain from you know Vancouver to New West and not have somebody give me a hard time. That would make me happy. One day, one day, one day in the future. Also in the app news, uh, Christina Air Canada facing a class action suit because of data breach. That's right. Data breach. So their Air Canada app was actually breached and they contacted um, about 20,000 users to let them know that this had happened and ask them to change some of their login details, including their passwords. Um, unfortunately, the breach actually exposed a lot of personal data, such as, you know, people's birthdays and some of the information about their legal documents. And as you can imagine, this leaves them open to identity theft. So there is now a class action suit uh, about the Privacy Act violations that have gone along with this. I wonder if it'll uh, fly, so to speak. Do you see what I did there? You know, I I prove. I <laughs> that one really landed for me. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep on top of. Oh, that was even better. Thank you. Sorry, I, I, I caught that just as I was starting to talk. <laughs> so bad. Uh, on a more serious note, um, there is a uh, is it a plan that's helping women uh, map out sexual harassment areas. That's right. Uh, plan is an organization um, that, of course. Um, looks out for women and women's rights. Um, They armed uh, women with this app and asked them to map hotspots in their cities where they felt unsafe because they were maybe being catcalled or um, 
uh, harassed in other ways. And uh, the results were shocking in that their women feel unsafe in a lot of everywhere in a lot of places that's right um and what was really interesting is that when they shared the information uh, a lot of men were very surprised to learn how unsafe women truly felt it's, being out in public yeah it's as a man you don't really think about that because we're just oblivious to it because we just walk around um but yeah more and more, this is very educational, obviously, for, for men and everyone. Yeah, being able to look at that map and see there really there were very few areas in some of these cities that people felt truly safe. Um, you know, obviously, there's a number of different avenues here that need to be looked at. Uh, men, like, look at this app, take a look. And it, it shouldn't have to be that you need to personalize this. We shouldn't have to say to you, you know, like your, your sisters, your mothers, your wives, your daughters. It should be, we should be able to look at this and say, other human beings don't feel safe here. What are you doing to make these areas safer? What are you doing to be part of the solution? Uh, the you know the second part of that is looking at law enforcement and saying these areas are hotspots, and so you know do we need more presence there to make sure that you know women and all people feel safer in these areas, uh, but again specifically women. So I, th- this is a great app and like well done, and let's let's use it to make. What's some- the app called again? The the app is not actually available. Um, to everyone, plan just armed oh, I see. Uh, some women, but using the app as a tool to help them um, map those areas. So a really interesting use of technology um, and eye-opening for all of us, I would hope. Uh, Graham, uh, going back to hardware now, uh, Razer, yes. uh, they're kind of a big gaming company. They make a lot of uh, gaming accessories. Uh, they're looking to really try to make a... Uh, uh, a go at smartphones as well. Yeah, yeah, and so Razer's done a number of different hardware initiatives over their time. Um, and so the big one here is the Razer Phone 2, which uh, is a 120 hertz gaming phone. So when I say 120 hertz, this is the refresh rate on the phone's screen. Christina's really excited. Just... I, I'm just rolling my eyes <laughs> right now because you're glued at home to these gaming devices. Yes. And now you're getting a phone that allows you to do it while you're out of your home as well. <laughs> this is just absurd. And not just do it, but do it in such a way that it is smooth and beautiful. So typically a lot of console games refresh at 30 hertz or 30 frames per second. Yes. Um, but when you get into higher end PC gaming, uh, you can get a monitor and a video card that will let you do 120 frames per second, which is smooth as silk. If you're playing high action games, this is what you want. And a lot of gamers out there don't even have these in their high end PCs. And now Razer is bringing that to the phone, which is kind of exciting because there are a ton of really great high-end gaming experiences on the phone now. You know, we, we might laugh about it, but Fortnite is huge out there and it is available for Android phones. So being able to play that at 120 frames per second is actually a really big deal for a lot of the people out there uh, who used to be stuck in mom's basement, but are now stuck anywhere that they want to be to play those video games. Pretty I'm slick. sorry, my eyes just glazed over <laughs> for about... What was it? Three minutes there. I think the key takeaway here, though, is that a lot of gamers are going to get a lot more vitamin D and maybe even a tan because they can. They can go outside and game. Go outside and game. I think Graham would benefit for sure. Uh, You know what? I actually try to stay clear of the day moon. Uh, It burns us, precious. It burns us. So yeah. 
you're weird. Uh, Dropbox. A lot of folks use Dropbox. They've got a new feature. I don't know if you saw this, uh, guys. Uh, it's got uh, a scanning feature now. So it actually scans the documents that you put in Dropbox, like uh, JPEGs, PDFs. Uh, and scans them for text so that you can actually search those documents for the text that's in them. That's really It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, th- this is one of the things that we're getting down to where we've looked at file systems across computers and across mobile devices. And we're so used to this sort of directory tree thing where I have to remember where the heck that is. With so much data being created by so many programs, uh, being able to contextually identify data through metadata or through searching the actual file that's really the only way that we're going to be able to manage this stuff, right? We're, we're kind of like 20, 25 years into people accumulating data, um, and it's just getting faster and faster and faster. So this is the type of thing that's going to help us manage it in the future. Very important. Finally, uh, a lot of uh, people are using Waze, the, uh, the navigation app. Uh, I use it a lot when I'm driving because it uh, helps reroute you, reroute you when uh, there's bad traffic. Uh, they're actually uh, testing uh, a paid carpooling service down in the U.S. and Israel. Really? Yes, I did not know this. Cool. Uh, so they've been doing this for two years. Uh, now they're going to be uh, expanding this to 12 other states and Brazil. I don't know why they would just randomly choose Brazil, but they are. Hmm. Uh, so they typically set a, a price of about $8 uh, for a carpooling ride on average. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, get uh, everyone on board to help... Uh, reduce that traffic. That's that's great. You know, I mean, the, the more that we see uh, traffic reduction and things that are better for the environment, I'd say good stuff. Good use of technology. Thumbs up. Got lots more to talk about here on the app show today. Of course, we've got our Hot 5 app countdown, uh, which uh, is going to be all about uh, Halloween apps. But uh, you know what we want to do right now? I think we want to get our iPhone tip of the week. Graham, what do we got? iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. Our iPhone tip of the week this week is uh, some that one that we've revisited. We've visited before. We're going to revisit now uh, because there are a, a few different fun ways to do this, and that is taking a photo without touching your phone. So there's a couple of neat ways that you can do this. The way that we talked about last time was using the headphones that come with your iPhone, which is essentially you can plug them in either through the lightning jack or through the phone jack, and you can actually press the center button and the volume on the headphones. You can click that in, and that will actually act as a shutter button for you. Cool. cool. Right? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but the other way that you can do this, if you have an Apple Watch, there is the camera app. And the great thing about this is it syncs up with your phone, and you can actually see what the camera sees in real time right on your wrist. Oh, nice. I haven't tried that. So I, tr- I tried it. I had a, zero, a Series Zero watch, and a friend of mine actually has a new Series 4, and I got to try it with a new Series 4. It's a bit clunky on the Series Zero. It is smooth as silk on the Series 4. So you can basically bring your wrist up, take a look, and take a look at that shot, tap the screen, boom, instant photograph. So that's your iPhone tip of the week. When we come back from the break, Amazon's taking over your TV. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Well, uh, a lot of people uh, do have some type of smart TV or devices that make your TV smart so you can watch uh, things like Netflix. Well, some of the competitors out there uh, that uh, make these devices, Roku and, of course, Amazon with their uh, fire stick on the line. We've uh, got our friend Patrick O'Rourke from Mobile Syrup to talk about one of the latest ones uh, that Amazon has uh, announced. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Thanks for having me. So Amazon uh, has announced the Fire Stick 4K, and this is a little uh, stick that plugs into the back of your TV into one of the uh, HDMI ports that pretty well all TVs uh, have now to uh, give you uh, all the uh, the smart channels like the Netflixes and Amazon Primes. 
what do you think? Is this uh, going to be a big seller? I, I think one of the things that I found interesting is usually Amazon doesn't launch its project, new products in Canada um, first. It, usually they come to the States and then eventually make their way up here. This is one of the first times in a while where I've seen Amazon actually roll um, a streaming stick, in particular a Fire TV streaming stick, simultaneously out in the U.S. and Canada. Um, in general, I, I mean, it's a pretty good price point. It's only 69 Canadian. That's not bad. I think most televisions already have smart features built into them at this point, giving uh, viewers access to Netflix and Amazon Prime and apps like that. So, I mean, if you if you don't have a smart TV and you're interested in accessing those platforms and don't already own a device that, that allows you to do that, then I think this is um, a, pre- a pretty good option, especially because it supports 4K. Um, but odds are, if you own a 4K TV, you probably already own some sort of streaming device. Well, it's interesting. Uh, from what I understand, uh, you can actually uh, purchase an optional uh, Alexa remote for this as well to use the voice assistant on it. Yeah, that was interesting too. Um, that's included with the $69 package, I believe. You can also buy it separately and use it with the um, sort of lower-end 1080p version of the Fire Stick. Um, and it basically lets you navigate the device just with voice commands, um, which isn't something I'm personally interested in doing. I'd rather just use a remote as a remote because I think I can probably get to what I want to find faster with standard navigation. But um, there definitely are people out there where that's something that they want to do. Um, and it's cool that it's finally available in Canada. I, I, I like the idea of it. Uh, I, I, I've, I've got Shaw uh, uh, here in um in Vancouver with their Blue Sky TV system, uh, and it's got voice remote. But i got to be honest, uh, like you said, I'm not using the voice part to, to find TV shows typically. I just find it faster to kind of use the cursor <laughs> to get to what I'm looking for. Uh, one thing that uh, would be appealing, though, is the ability to turn the TV on and off with my voice. Yeah, that, that's something I actually do uh, with my TV. I have, a, I have a Vizio TV that works with um, Alexa Skills. So I'm able to tell an Amazon Echo in my home to either turn on or turn off the TV, um, which I actually find quite useful. Um, but in terms of like just navigating the user interface, like I always come back to when the Xbox One first launched and Connect, Connect 2.0, yes. and the fact that Microsoft is sort of pushing this set-top box thing where you could navigate the whole operating system with voice commands. Yeah, or your body. <laughs> Yeah, or your body, of course. Yeah, I remember playing around with it and thinking that, man, this is this is kind of cool. There's some novelty here, but after like a week and, and doing my review of the console, I just never touched it again, right? And I'm pretty sure they've now removed the functionality from the console. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's a testament to how uh, no one pretty much used it, right? Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, I, I just want to talk about uh, just the different ecosystems as well. Obviously, Amazon uh, is out there. They've got their, their Fire Sticks uh, to, you know, turn your TV into a smart TV. They've also got their Amazon Prime Video. There's Apple with Apple TV. Uh, there's also Roku, which is one of the biggest players uh, in the market. They've recently launched uh, their Roku, uh, I don't know what they call it, their world where you can get free uh, streaming channels and paid ones. Uh, and there's rumors now that Amazon might be getting into that game as well, offering a free uh, streaming service with different, uh, I guess, types of streaming channels. Yeah, there's a, there's been a couple of reports. I think one appeared last week. There's a, a stuff from a couple of bit, uh, a couple of months ago as well. Um, basically, the rumor is that Amazon wants to create a free version of Prime. Um, it's sort of unclear if like content from Prime, um, which is a paid service 
will actually appear on this free service as well, or if it'll be totally unique to this free platform. Um, and one of the things that's, that's appeared in, in the rumors and speculation is that um, in order to make money off the platform, Amazon intends to sell uh, usage data. So like what you're watching, how long you're watching, um, and they're going to sell that to, to advertisers in order to be- better target users, um, which depending on who you talk to, that, that could be a privacy concern. Um, so that's the general gist of what we know so far about the platform. But I think it's important to know that, to, to mention that, like, who knows if this is even going to exist? Who knows if it's even going to come to Canada in particular? Because Prime only made it to um, Canada roughly a year and a half ago, something like that, whereas it's been available in the U.S. for a number of years. What are your thoughts, though, overall, uh, just looking 10 years down the road? And, you know, right now we've got Rogers, Bell, Shaw, Telus providing uh, our content um, through, you know, cable TV uh, subscriptions. Do you think that world is uh, dying? Will they be able to adapt to this new world where they're competing against Apple, Amazon, Roku? Um, I mean, I think I think I'm a pretty good example of that. I've never had a traditional cable subscription as as long as I haven't lived in my parents' home, which is <laughs> over ten years now. Yeah. Um, I've always used a combination of streaming services and purchasing stuff through iTunes to sort of fill gaps where the streaming services don't have the content that I want to watch. Um, and I think you're going to start seeing more and more of that. I, 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 I do enjoy watching cable when I'm at friends' houses that have cable, kind of like a treat for me. So I wouldn't say that I don't, don't miss it. There are certain things that um, I can really only watch on cable. Uh, for example, like live television, um, sports in general is much easier to watch on cable, though there are a lot of sports-specific subscription platforms out there. Um, but those gaps are getting smaller and smaller. And I think that that's something that's going to continue over the next decade or so. Um, and I mean, the cable companies are sort of trying to adapt to it, but I don't know if they're going to end up moving um, quick enough to, to appeal to younger consumers that maybe aren't interested at all in a traditional cable subscription. We're talking with Patrick O'Rourke from Mobile Syrup. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. When we come back from the break, a lot more uh, apps to cover. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Graham and Christina here. Before we get to our Hot 5 app countdown, this week it is the Hot 5 Halloween apps. We're going to get our Facebook tip of the week from Graham. What do you got? So our Facebook tip of the week is great for people out there who are looking to find a new job. You can uh-huh. actually look for jobs right within Facebook because plenty of companies are posting jobs. I'm starting to see this in my newsfeed. Yeah. So essentially what you do, again, go down to the hamburger menu, go to see more, and you will see jobs listed there. Uh, you can set the uh, distance that you are willing to travel. Uh, you're, you can set the category and the job type, and it will bring up all the jobs that are available there. Um, and you can sort them by a variety of different ways. All you have to do is just tap on the job. It will bring it up, and you can click Apply Now. You can also save that or share it, and you can apply directly through uh, the Facebook app itself. That is crazy, eh? Yeah. I, I wonder how many jobs are in there, like compared to some of these other sites. They, they, you know, honestly, like in comparison to, say, for example, Craigslist or uh, Monster or even VancouverJobShop.ca, um, there there are a lot of jobs here. So I would say make this part of your job search process as you kind of holistically go through and uh, apply in all of these places. Let's do the countdown. The weekly app. Hot five. So this week it is the hot five Halloween apps in honor of Halloween coming uh, very soon. Uh, you guys excited? Absolutely. Halloween is probably one of my favorite holidays of the year. I've got literally like two weeks of costumes and cool stuff that I've got going on. 
Well, at number five, Christina, we have Ghost Observer. I'm not as excited about Halloween, but I'll give this a shot. Okay. Tell us about Ghost Observer. (laughs) This tool helps you detect, observe, and interact with ghosts. It uses advanced technology to detect and analyze any spirits around you. And uh, you can actually take it to a haunted house or a spooky graveyard and see what you can see. It's available for Android and iPhone for free. This is highly scientific. Very. It sounds very scientific. (laughs) I'm definitely going to download this one. The same technology in the PKE meter from Ghostbusters. Very, very high end. Uh, Number four on the Hot 5 Halloween app countdown, The Walking Dead, Dead Yourself. Dead Yourself is awesome. I've uh, used this a number of times. The app allows you to transform yourself into a zombie. To start, you just snap Uh, a photo of yourself or use one that's in your camera roll and use uh, a number of the zombies eyes mouths and props to give the image a horrific look with a simple interface and easy to use editing tools the app allows you to customize the pic perfectly that's not all you can share those terrible looking pics with your friends to show how you look as a zombie have you used this i've not used this it is awesome i love the walking dead okay yeah it's awesome season nine out by the way yeah well first episode uh yeah this is actually a fun fun app Christina, this would help you look better. Wow. Number three on the hot five Halloween app countdown. Graham, Halloween booth. Halloween booth. Just great for a Tinder profile pic, right? <laughs> uh, Halloween booth. So this is, uh, this is a great way to create Halloween-inspired photo booth-like pictures. And so you can uh, basically take pictures in the app or you can open them up in the app and transform shots with writing ghosts, a bunch of stickers. And uh, you can actually preview everything before you create the little photo roll and you get a neat Halloween photo booth-style set of photographs. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, number two on the Hot 5 uh, app countdown this week, we're talking about Halloween apps. Christina, Halloween Spooky Soundbox. Yes, this one actually gives you as many as 50 scintillating sound effects to choose from, whether they're scary sounds, sp- spooky music, ghostly voices, or horror tunes. It has everything you need to create a horror experience for your Halloween. The buttons are completely customized to let you use the app with the needed comfort, and it even works online. Or, sorry, offline. I love this uh, Hot 5 app countdown, Graham, because Christina really... does not care about any of these. <laughs> I'm really Halloween struggling apps. through this, guys. The, the cool thing about this app is there's actually a button in there um, where you press a button, and it sounds like it's a phone call from Revenue Canada. So it's a... Uh... <laughs> Really? Thank you. That was the best you had? That's the best I've got. <laughs> That's the best you got. Yeah. Okay, number one on the Hot 5 app countdown for Halloween apps uh, this week, Pumpkin Carver Pro. Why mess up your pumpkin when you can do it through an app? Do your pumpkin carving without the mess. A fun and interactive app for the little ones. Pumpkin Carver Pro lets you choose a pumpkin that you can turn into a masterpiece with the help of different tools. Keep the fun on your phone or use this app as practice so you can finally beat the Jones at the Neighborhood Pumpkin Carving Contest. Available for uh, Android for only a buck ninety nine. Okay, can we back up here? So arguably, I'm not really in the Halloween spirit. Yes, clearly. But... Isn't all the fun of carving a pumpkin, getting in there and like gutting the thing? Just ripping the innards out of this board. And making that mess. Isn't that the fun of it? I think so. But then again, people love fruit ninjas. So, well, so what I see from this app is that you can actually practice on a virtual pumpkin before you like mess up your pumpkin. 
Right. Okay. Because the, you know what I mean? Like the translatable skills of swiping your finger across the screen and carving <laughs> totally a pumpkin. Totally the same as handling a knife. Yes. Yep. Graham, you're totally crushing. You're same. crushing this. You're crushing this. <laughs> When we come back from the break, we've got a lot more to talk about here on the App Show. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Well, uh, if uh, you have uh, been online uh, any time in the past uh, 10, 15 years, you know that uh, it's all about creating your own personal brand, especially when it comes to social media. And uh, very important to protect your brand uh, when uh, you are a business uh, owner. On the line, we've uh, got Patrick Ambron uh, with uh, Brand yourself thanks for joining us patrick thank you for having me uh how important is our our personal brand now when it comes to uh just being (laughs) it's become really important your online presence is becoming an increasingly important factor in in certain opportunities and that's that's largely been driven by the fact that online screening has become more prevalent so now it's over half of colleges 70 percent of employers uh you know are screening people online to a figure out if they're the right fit and b uh, find if they have any reinforcing factors that make them a good fit for the job. Well, it is interesting, uh, like you said, uh, when we are looking at uh, new employees or potential new employees, uh, i got to be honest, I'm, I'm checking out places uh, like Facebook and LinkedIn just to get more information about them. And, um, you know, I, I imagine like a lot of employers, if you come across a Facebook page that uh, has, uh, you know, that potential employee like looking drunk all the time or doing crazy stuff, that would reflect upon me potentially hiring them. Yeah, and you're, and you're absolutely right. Now, you could argue if that's fair or unfair or accurate or, or inaccurate. The fact of the matter is it, it happens, right? You are getting looked up, and there's two sides of the coin, right? On the one hand, you need to avoid things that could, you know, uh, paint you in a, a not great light, as you mentioned, and that's really important. But on the other hand, having positive things online can help you just as much as having negative things online can hurt you. So that's an important element of this as well. What are some positive things that would help? So um, according, so every year CareerBuilder and Harris in, in conjunction come out with uh, a, a comprehensive study that shows what employers are considering red flags and what they're considering reinforcing factors. And the reinforcing factors are uh, just being able to find you in general. 60% of employers won't move on to the next stage of, a, of the process if you don't have some sort of online presence. That could be as simple as a LinkedIn or a personal website. They're looking to know that you, you, know, you have an online presence. They're looking for things that show you have certain qualifications. And then there's things that are kind of multiplying effects. So creating content, whether it's blog posts or tweets that, that are industry relevant and, and show that you're thoughtful and can go a really long way. But, you know, it's just important uh, for, uh, for business owners to have a good personal brand as well, because I imagine that potential um, hirees uh, would be looking towards, uh, you know, what your company's about and, and what you are about as well. Oh, absolutely. So um, business owners, this is even, uh, you know, more important for, because today the your brand as an individual as say a business owner or a ceo or or whatever it might be is actually equally as tied to the reputation of the company as the company's brand itself right uh, i mean just to use a quick example is you know tesla's stock is directly correlated with with the reputation of elon musk for better or for worse and that's true even with small business owners because uh Individuals of a business, especially executives or owners, get looked up and screened uh, by potential customers or employees, uh, potential employees, just as much as the company itself. 
So it's even more important for business owners. So do you have some uh, some tips and tricks for our listeners to, to help them improve their own personal brand? Maybe some ones they can do for free? Oh, absolutely. So the first thing you should do is kind of do an audit of your online presence, right? Google yourself. Go through your own social media profiles. And the first thing you should do is just remove anything that could be considered a red flag. And the easiest way to think about that is remove anything that you wouldn't be comfortable with being on the front page of the New York Times. Because some people don't realize a joke they made here or something their friend found funny uh, may not be taken in contact. So first one, remove anything that could be considered risky. Second thing you could do is just create a few profiles that Google's going to rank and, and, and can showcase your um, professional capabilities. So build a personal website, get your domain name, build a LinkedIn profile. Those are some easy ways to just make sure you exist and, and you're putting your best foot forward. And then the third tip I'd say would be uh, just to take a little bit of time, you know, maybe once a month to, to create a little bit of positive content. You know, it could be as simple as reading an industry article and writing, you know, a 500-word response to it of why you found it interesting. Because that's stuff that employers like to find. That's stuff that, um, you know, if you're a business owner, it's stuff that, um, you know, potential customers or, or potential hires might find really interesting. So those are some simple tips I think anybody can do. Well, it's interesting. I mean, this is obviously very important. Uh, your company uh, called Brand Yourself. Tell, tell our listeners what you guys do. And obviously, you've made a business out of this. Yeah. So we create software and services that help individuals and businesses basically clean up, protect, and improve uh, their online reputation and, and privacy. Uh, so a lot of people come to us, business owners, job seekers, um, executives, they're coming to us to, A, it helps you clean up social media, find risky items that you might not have realized are out there and, and delete them, helps you improve your, your Google presence, so making sure you have positive stuff out there, how, how do you deal with negative things, be it a glass door review or, or an old divorce record or something like that, um, and then just build a strong personal brand. And you know, we're, we've been around since uh, 2000, you know, our first tools were out since 2012, and then, you know, we've worked with almost a million people at this point. Well, Patrick, I, uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us on the program today. Where can people find out more information about you? Uh, you can just go to brandyourself.com, and, and the good thing is we give a lot of free tools, so anybody can sign up for free and get kind of a, an overall assessment of their online presence and get an analysis of how it's helping or hurting uh, their career or business prospects. So, yeah, just go to brandyourself.com. Fantastic. Thanks again for coming on the program. Really appreciate it. Thank you. When we come back from the break, we've got lots more to talk about uh, here on the App Show. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, Christina, and Graham here. Got a few more apps to talk about, including our travel app of the week, also fitness app. But before we get to those, let's get our game app of the week from Mr. Graham. Yeah, so our game app of the week is one, uh, it's a little bit like Crossy Road. Now, you guys have played Crossy Road? Yes? No. No. no uh, what really. is it? Crossy Road? Crossy Road. Christina? No. Is there no. a chicken involved? Uh, yes, actually. So you're a chicken Look crossing the, the road. road. Like Frogger? Yeah, very much like oh, Frogger. Oh, I love Frogger. And so it's kind of, a, it's, it's a little bit different because Frogger's sort of like this, this head-on thing. It's got sort of like a three-quarter overhead perspective. But Crossy Road's a ton of fun. It's a really popular game. Uh, you've got tons of different skins in Crossy Road as well, but Today's game is not Crossy Road. It's a game called Wall Kickers. <laughs> you just got me all excited about yeah. Crossy Road. Well, I, I want you to play both. Um, Why don't you just say it was like Frogger? It, well, I don't know. But okay. <laughs> okay. So what's this game? What it's, is the real game? It's app called of the week? Wall Kickers, and uh, it's Wall available Kickers. for free for iOS and Android. Um, 
Um, and the in-app purchases are mostly cosmetics, so mostly skins for the game, where it skins your character a little bit. And the idea here is where if Crossy Road is sort of this three-quarter perspective, uh, Wall Kickers is vertical. And you're basically looking to kick off the wall as you move up. Uh, and you're trying to, f- to climb as high as you can uh, between uh, these vertical high-rises uh, as best you can. So you're it's going like to, a vertical frogger. Yeah, basically you're jumping from wall to wall, you're deftly dodging and swiftly scaling and basically trying not to fall back to the bottom again. So if you've enjoyed Crossy Road in the past, try Wall Kickers. If you have not enjoyed Crossy Road in the past, perhaps you haven't played it, try playing it. If you didn't like it at all, uh, maybe give both of these a pass because I don't think you're going to find anything <laughs> new here that's going to set your world on fire. Let's uh, move on uh, to our travel app of the week. Christina, what do we have? This week's travel app of the week is Detour, available for free on iOS only. This one was actually named by Apple as one of their 10 best apps of the year in 2016. It gives you immersive audio tours that guide you through the world's most interesting places with the people that know them best. You can explore solo or with your friends, and Detour will change the way you experience those places in 17 cities around the world. So explain this to me again. I'm not fully understanding. It's an immersive audio tour of a city. Okay, so instead of buying the audio headphones when you're like going through the museum, this does like an entire city. Yes, but it uh, does it with a bit of cinematic production um, in the way that it approaches those audio tours. And is it GPS enabled? Like, how do you know when to set it off? That's right. It is GPS enabled. Um, but like I said, available in 17 cities. So good to check before you head out which cities those are. That's cool. But only on uh, iOS right now. On iOS for now. Yes. It actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to experience a city in a different way once in a while, rather than your typical, you know, lonely planet in your hand and mm-hmm. all that. Cool. Uh, you know what time it is. It's our fitness app of the time. Time to get you pumped up. Time to get pumped up. The fitness app of the week, I think, is strangely apropos for Halloween. Can you guys guess what this is? What? Zombies Run. Zombies Run? So this started off as a Kickstarter project. I kickstarted this ages ago, and the game has continued to evolve. And I say game. It's actually a fitness app that uh, coaches you as you run. So put your earphones in. Yes. You set uh, how long you're going to run for, and it actually coaches you through a storyline. You play runner number five. You are shot down in a helicopter over England during the zombie apocalypse as you've been sent to go help out this base. And you've got to run for your life, collecting supplies and helping these people survive. And there are a number of episodes. There's a ton of great storyline here. So if you need motivation to get running, uh, maybe music's not doing it for you, or you know, the idea of just being fit is not doing it for you, you can save the world uh, with Zombies Run. So you're actually being chased by virtual zombies. Being chased by virtual zombies. And it will actually use GPS to let you know if they're getting closer. Very, very cool stuff. And is it scary? I, I would say moderately scary. It's very immersive. Yes. Um, and it really is more about the... Uh, more about the storyline. Now, there is the the Zombie Link service where it syncs all of your runs there, so you can actually see how well you've been doing and how much you've collected and what your base looks like through the Zombie Link uh, website and the service there. I will have to check that out. Yeah, there's so there there's a subscription. It's three ninety nine a month or twenty four ninety nine a year. But that you gets pay you four bucks a month to run from a, fake zombies. Four bucks a month to play to, to run from fake zombies. But I personally have found it to be a ton of fun. 
Well, we'll check that out. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every Saturday. Get connected here on CKNW 980, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Saturday morning. It's awesome. We talk about all the latest tech trends, news, smart homes, you name it. We chat about it. It's a lot of fun. That's all the time we have left for the app show. I want to thank Graham and Christina, my producers and co-hosts, for making this all happen. This is Mike Graham and Christina signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.